Off the ball. Somebody says this is bizarre radio. Ice cream on a pancake. Tuna. <laughs> He's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Watch every UEFA Champions League and Europa League match live on BT Sport this season. This is News Talk. It is Thursday evening. Delighted as always to be joined by John Giles. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Uh, quite remarkable week in the Champions League, particularly at Anfield. Uh, Liverpool conceding five at home against Real Madrid. Uh, something that certainly didn't look possible 15 minutes into the game when they led by two goals to nil. Uh, how can a team start so well and capitulate like that, a team of the experience of Liverpool? Well, it shouldn't happen, Nathan, but, uh, you know, it's a 90-minute game. Uh, we've all seen it before. I played in some matches where we got off to a great start and then finish up not so well, and vice versa. It does happen, uh, but you know it can be a, a long game, long ninety minutes, Nathan, mm. when it when it goes that way. It, it, but it shows the the what the game is. You know, just because you start off well fifteen minutes doesn't mean you're going to win it, as we've seen it many, many, many times before, uh, and it happened to Liverpool during the week. Has Klopp made a major error with his signings over the last couple of seasons and not rejuvenating the midfield in particular? Like you have often used that line that Liverpool was go, go, go. And like the energy that Henderson and Fabinho and Vinaldum when he was there that, that they brought to that side that enabled them to press high up the pitch, to win the ball back high up the pitch, that meant the defenders didn't have to defend a lot of the time because they were winning the ball back so often. The fact he sort of let them get old on the pitch, playing regular football and not brought younger players in, is that is that on the manager? Um, well, it has to be. We assume that he has control of the situation of getting the players in that he wants and then getting the players out that he doesn't want. And and uh, the, the, the recruitment has been very, very good, Nathan. You know, if you, if you, mm. if you look at the situation now, and we're talking about the forwards, um, you know, Firmino's gone and... Uh, the other lad, well, he's not playing. He's yeah, not playing as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's, gone. he's gone on a bit, and uh, Mane is gone. Mm. You know, two great players. They still got Salah, but I think the players they've signed up front. Salah has got. I might be not good on the, the, the names here. Gakpo is it? Yeah, Cody Gakpo. Gakpo yeah. Nunes, Jota, yeah. Diaz. I mean, they're really, really top class players. Now he's been a little bit unlucky. Diaz has been out. Jota's been out. He's had injuries. Uh, in that performance, but I'd have no problem about the forwards. Uh, I think they've really, really got strong forwards when they're all fit. Uh, I think midfield he hasn't recruited very well. Mm. Uh, Nathan, you know Henderson is still there, Milner's still there. They're, they're have been good, really top class players for for Liverpool in a way that they worked really hard. They haven't been really great midfield players in terms of scoring goals making goals but they've been very very good at what they what they did and obviously they're, they're a good bit older now Fabinho they brought in I don't think is, is, is good enough uh, Oscar Chamberlain is not in the team they've got young players in Elliot and Curtis Jones but they they, they need more than that so they, they haven't recruited very well in midfield there's no doubt about that Nathan and I think the second thing that's happened to them over the last year or two is playing this high line, you know, the high line as we see it. Uh, you know, Van Dyke we know was injured for for a long time. He's come back. I don't know if he's the same Van Dyke. 
but they have gone to uh, a high line, which is an old-fashioned offside trap. Mm. And I think when they were playing really well, it didn't matter so much. But now that they're under pressure at the at the back more than more than ever before, this I think this offside trap is deadly. And then you've got the um, the situation uh, with the, with the, with the right back, Nathan Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Now, when when they were playing well and they were attacking, he was a plus because he was brilliant at creating goals. He was brilliant around the ball. But now that they're not not attacking so much, they have to do, obviously have to defend more. And and he's a really poor defender. So Definitely. he's he's not a good defender at all. So all of that is fine when Liverpool are at their best, as say they were last season, where they yes. win two cups, they get to the Champions League final, uh, they bring the league title to the final day of the season, get over ninety points, and it felt in the twenty minutes like that they had that, they had that energy, they were yeah. winning the ball high up the pitch. There was a real intensity and a speed to their play that seemed to suit Salah as well. Alexander Arnold is able to play in the front foot; he's not having to worry massively about what Vinicius yeah. is going to do because they're just not getting him the ball. What what changes then that Real Madrid are able to get on top and establish? Supremacy, particularly in midfield. Well, well, that's why they had the players. You mm. know, they, they had the players in midfield. Like Liverpool don't have a Modric. You know, for example, I mean, Modric is still a great player. I think he's thirty-seven. He's, yeah. he's a credit to the game and to himself to do it. But Liverpool have nobody like that in the middle of the field. And the game lasts for ninety minutes, Nate. You know, you see a lot of teams get a good start for fifteen minutes, but that's the game. You know, the other teams get a grip of it, which which uh, Real Madrid did. Uh, after I think say twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes at the most, uh, and actually dominated them for the rest of the game. That happens, uh, Nathan. You know, you start off well, everything is okay, uh, but it's a ninety-minute job, and uh, Liverpool didn't last ninety minutes. I mean, they've lasted about twenty minutes, very good. They got two up. The goalkeeper made a mistake for one of them, and then then Liverpool's goalkeeper made a mistake at the other, which is most unusual for both of those goalkeepers at top. But it's a long, 90 minutes is a long time in football. It can be, especially when you score too early on. You know, if, if Real Madrid had scored too early on, there's a good chance that they would have been able to hold on to it or go, go from there. But Liverpool don't have, especially in midfield, when you're a midfield player like Graham Souness they had, and Modric, for example, mm. they, can, they can read how the game is going. You go two up. And, and the goals dictate the game, Nathan, and the way you play. If you go two up, you can play in a certain way, which is not, not going hell for leather for the goals. You can play it in a certain way and let the other teams do that, where you can catch them out. But Liverpool don't have a Modric or a Graeme Souness to control the game. When they went 2-0 two, two up, then you can control it in a certain way. You don't have to go hell for leather. That's up to the opposition. But Liverpool don't have a player of that calibre in the middle of the field that can do anything like that. Even, you know what I mean? If even, you look at Henderson, Henderson could never do it, but he, but he was lively. Milner was, was getting old now, but he was a, a terrific player in the middle of the field for getting at the opposition. You know, Keita can't do it, Fabinho can't do it, can't get a grip of the ball in relation to the goals, the, the, the situation of the, of the match, Nathan. Now, I hope I'm making sense here because it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy to, to explain. But if you have, like, if you go 2 0 up, right, which they did early on Liverpool, now, a Modric in that team would then get a grip of the ball in a certain way and put the, 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 the pressure on the opposition 
to really go for the goal, to go for us, and then you take advantage of them again. But with Liverpool two up in the early stages, they had no player to dictate the game in a way that you're inviting them on and then you're going to hit them on the break or you're, not going, to, you're going to get a grip, really get a grip of the ball. They have nobody like that. So when, when, when Madrid got on top, they had Modric and they had one or two players in the middle field that were really good as well. Mm. And they really dominated the game to get the goals that they did. But if, if you're not going to do, do it in midfield, you've got to be really good at the back. And I don't think Liverpool are as good at the, at the back as they were two years ago. They're playing this high line, as we've seen in recent, fairly recent times, which is the old offside trap. And the odd offside trap is a game of chance. Mm. All the players get out at the right time, especially with VAR now going on, where it's showing, it's showing things up. So it's a, it's a worrying time for Liverpool, there's no doubt. And, and even after the match, you know, when, when, when uh, Klopp was out, and he was answered very, I thought, important. What's, what's going wrong? And he says, I don't know. But if the manager doesn't know what's going wrong, he's not going to be able to put it right, Nathan. You know, so it's, it's, it's not a good time for Liverpool. All the great years they've had, there's no doubt about that, they've been a great team, great club. But they're, 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 they have a lot of work to do now, in my opinion, to get it back again. Just one last question then on the midfield and maybe Fabinho in particular and how his form, it feels like it has just fallen off a cliff this season. Like he's, he's not even 30 yet, but it feels as though a yard of pace has gone, which I'd imagine in the middle of midfield in a game like that, it, you know, it just, it, it changes your entire way you approach yeah. the game. It, yeah. did, you, did you go through that? Have you seen players go through that where they've gone yeah, from being very influential? With Fabinho, uh, Nathan. Mm. He just doesn't have it. Did he not have it last season? Not really. Not really. Liverpool were playing better last season. Yeah. He, he, he's, not a, he's a player at times looks very, very good. right? But then he can disappear out of the game. Like if you go with Modric again and the likes of Graham Sinest, they never, never go out of the game. Nate. You know what I mean? They might not be spectacular, but a little pass here at the right time. Yeah, I never saw. He, I never thought that he could control the game. He could produce good passes at times, but then he'd go missing for five or six or seven or eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like the great players in the midfield don't go missing, never go missing. They're in the game where it might be a little pass here, a little pass there that's needed at that particular time. Then spectacular passes at the right time as well. But I, I don't think he ever had that. Honestly, don't. And we're not having to go at him. Just having to go at him now because. Uh, they're not doing well, Liverpool. But even yeah. when they were doing well, I, I never saw him as a player that could control the game. He could co- produce a, a good pass at times, but then he'd be out of the game. But the great players like Modric and Graham Sinesh never go out of the game. It might be only a little pass here, a little pass there. And they usually judge in the game, Nathan. Things are going against us. We've got to do something. Just get a hold of the ball. A little pass here, a little pass there. can do it. Um, but Liverpool don't, Liverpool don't have a player like yeah. that at the moment. And they haven't had a player like what what they did have the the, the the players when they were younger in Milner and Henderson who would who would be winning the ball and making it more difficult for the opposition than they are now. You know, mm. I don't think Henderson's doing it anymore. I don't think Milner's capable of doing it anymore. For that, Katie can't do it. Fabinho can now and again. He could have a match like Fabinho could have a match where he'd be outstanding, Nathan. But he wouldn't have a consistency to do that for 10 matches, 12 matches, 15 matches. 
He doesn't have it in him. And Liverpool need somebody like that now, you know, because like I don't think Milner's able to do it anymore. Uh, neither is Henderson. So unless they recruit and get somebody in in the middle of the field and stop the high line. I know you said they're talking about Modric, you know, a little pass here, a little pass there. Uh, yeah. It sounds so simple. Like, we, we just can't talk about this guy enough. 37 years of age, yeah, yeah. has led his country to a World Cup final and a World Cup semi-final, has yeah. won, what, five Champions League titles at this stage, and yeah. just seemed to get better and better as the game went on. Again, you find yourself drawn to watching him and his willingness to take the ball anywhere. Like, anywhere. it didn't matter how many players were on him. I know you compare him a lot with Graeme Souness, but when you are looking at the great midfielders of the last 50 years, yeah. like, he's in the mix to be to be in the top one or two. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, what, I think what happens in that situation, first of all, he's looked after himself well. You can't, don't get the 37 playing the top class unless you look after yourself well, really well, Nathan. And, and what you find with these great players, they start off at 20, Right, and they know X amount about the game. But when they get to 25, they, they, they double the X in the knowledge of what they have mm. to do. And uh, the older they get and keep their fitness, the better they become. Because when, you, when you're a young fella in that, in that situation, you, you make runs that you shouldn't be making. Right? But as you get older, you don't do those runs. So every step you, make, you take... You know exactly what you're doing. You don't make stupid runs. And everywhere, and, and also the positional sense comes into it. I should have been there when I was over there. But you have to keep your fitness. You have to play that long. And there's, there's a saying in football, you know, with some players in the game, uh, they would start off at 20, and when they're 30, they're still only 20 in terms of knowledge. But when you get the likes of Modric and these great players... They know every step that they're going to take now. Mm. When they were 20, they didn't know. They'd make a run. That's silly. Learn from it. You make a run another time. You do this. I learn from it. You learn from it. You learn from it. Should you get to the stage, he's 37. As long as he can move around and have his fitness, if he c- continues to play again, he'll get even better, Nathan. Yeah. Because it's a game that you learn, particularly in the middle field. Middle field is the only place that you can do what's needed to be done in that way. Because when you're a right-back, you, you, you have to stay at right-back. You have to do what a right-back does. But when you're a midfield player like Modric, you can go wherever you want to go in relation to the ball. So you never see Modric make a run up the left, side, left wing when the ball's over the other side of the field. He'd know where it's going to be, and he'd be in the right place. Make it look easy. Plenty of space. Give it here, give it there. And, and also he would know when, when it goes against you, or when it's, say when they got to 2-2 to two, two and they got in front the other day. Modric would play in a slightly different way then. Mm. Now, now he's got to protect the lead. So he'd get, it, get, it, get, it, get more on the ball, but he wouldn't have to make any spectacular passes. Less, less simple, more simple passes here, there, there. Only one ball on the pitch, don't forget. You keep control of the ball, you keep Liverpool or any of the opposition out of it, particularly when that's what Liverpool didn't have the other day. When they went 2 0 up, Nathan, they didn't have anybody in the middle of the field that could say, We're two up. Now I'll get the ball in a different place and do this and do that and do the other. They'd nobody to do that. 
what goes wild on you. What's but the difference? When, when Madrid went in front, Modric is on the ball all the time. Mm. Little pass here, little pass there, little pass there. That's what it looks like. But he's in a position all the time to get the ball. And then when he gets it, then he has, he has the ability to, to, to use it. And he's 37 now. He's basically 38. He'll, he'll, he'll learn something from the game the other night. And every match he plays in, he learns something. Something different to get better and better. A lot of, a lot of players don't, don't have the ability to learn in matches, Nathan. They are what they are, and they'll get the same all the time. They won't get better and better and better and better. That's what the great players do, and Modric is one of those great players. What's the difference between what Modric does in that Real Madrid midfield and what Rodri does in the Manchester City midfield? Uh, almost everything. <laughs> almost everything. Rod- Rodri is a player that plays in the middle of the field, and if you stand in the centre circle in the middle in, 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 in a thing, you get X amount of, position of the ball, uh, possession of the ball, yeah. Nathan. Right? But what the great midfield players, they make the ball come to wherever it is. And if you notice with, uh, with, with Rodri... Most of his passes are keeping possession. I, I, I haven't got a picture of him hitting a, a pass, a through pass, or a long pass. So you, you, you don't see him doing what Modric did for the last goal where he burst through the initial tackle from the Liverpool player and releases it forward to Vinicius? No, I don't see any. I, I, he's one of the least players that I would compare with Modric. Okay. When he gets it, Roddy's okay and his stats would be great because he very seldom gives the ball away yeah. but he very seldom hits a through pass you know when he gets it he gets it great gives it to the right back gets it back gives it to the left back you don't see him beating anybody and if you look at his goal scoring record it's not very good so no. he's an okay player he won't, he won't give the ball away but you want more from a midfield player than that you want him creating something you want him beating a player you want him laying on a goal I don't see, I mean, if you have a, have a vision of Rodri now, Nathan, I don't see him hitting a pass through. I don't see him beating anybody to set somebody up with a th- little through pass. So he'd be okay. He starts to be brilliant. He starts to be brilliant with uh, keeping possession. But I don't see him as a player that's going to beat players and, and really get forward and score a few goals himself. It doesn't, doesn't happen. What of Manchester City then? Uh, 1-1 draw last night against Leipzig. Beaten at the weekend by Nottingham Forest in what was a strange game. Uh, you know, Manchester City had a, a lot of opportunities. Erling Haaland had a, mm. a very rare off day, missed a couple of sitters. Yeah. But it does still feed into there's just something not quite clicking at City compared to last season. Like, is there any possibility Liverpool and City are both just having a hangover from last season? The amount of games they played, how, how hard they've pushed each other over the last three or four years? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, compare Manchester City's season to Liverpool's, Nathan. No, they're, they're still in a position mm. that they can win the league. And I saw the Notts Forest match last week. Actually, they, they missed chances. They did miss chances. There's no doubt in it. And even Haaland missed, missed, missed chances, which was a bad result for them. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the way they... I don't think they're playing as well as they were last season. I don't think it's Haaland's fault. I think I think Pep has gone. I call it a little bit mad in what he's what he's doing. Uh, he's looking for different things out of the game that are not there, in my opinion. Uh, like he has one of the fullbacks, particularly the left back, playing as a, like he had last week anyway, or for a while, 
uh, you know, Roberto yeah, Silva, Bernardo for example, Silva, yeah. playing, playing left back. in a left-back position, uh, but also asked him to play in midfield. Now, I, m- I might have said it to you last week, I mean, I find in football, it's hard enough to play, to play in one position, Nathan. Yeah. It's impossible to play in two positions and do it properly. You know? So, if he's, if, for example, if Roberto Silva is a terrific midfield player, goes, goes forward at a time when he's in the le- supposed to be in the left-back position, say in the middle of the field, and so, okay, if, you do, if you're getting the ball, but if you lose the ball, right, which can happen, obviously happen in football, then you've no left-back. You can't play two. Nobody can play two. If that was the, if that was the case, everybody would be doing it. You can't play midfield and then play left-back. Because when you're on the position in, in midfield, you, if it's on the right time, to, right thing to do, you go forward. But then somebody loses the ball. Now you've no left-back. And that's what Pep is doing. Like, even last night, I was surprised. The goal that they conceded was from a short corner kick against him. Yeah. But that should never happen in any match. No, nobody should. In other words, you, you don't send anybody out, or you only send one out. And t- t- you've got a two-on-to-one, you've no chance. If, if there's going to be a short corner and they're taking a shot, you have to put two players out there. That didn't happen. And I'd be surprised that a team... Because in football, you know there's... Before you go out on the pitch, uh, Nathan, certain things going to happen. You're going to have throw-ins against you, free kicks against you, corner kicks against you. Now, as a manager or a coach, you can do something about those things all week. In other words, if they're sending two out... We send two out. That's one of the things that didn't happen. That led to the goal. Now I'm surprised with with Pep, with all the things he's won and the coach he is, that 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 can happen. Even that can happen, and it did happen. So does that suggest maybe that they're not spending enough time focusing on the basics and too much time overcomplicating it? Well, that's that's the way I would put it. Right, and I think you mm. put it very well. If you don't mind me saying so. Like football is, football is, is a very complicated game. Very com- It's not a simple game. But what the great managers do, they simplify it, you know. And there's some of the things you can simplify. You know, before you go out on the pitch, Nathan, manages all teams. Yeah. You're going to have goal kicks for you. You're going to have goal kicks against you. You're going to have throw-ins for you, throw-ins against you. Free kicks outside the box for you, for you against her. Corner kicks for you, corner kicks against There's something that you can do and cater for before you go out on the pitch. Lots of other things on the, on the game you can't cater for. The right half hits a, a screamer from 30 yards right in the top corner. You can't do anything about it. But a short corner kick is, is a mortal sin, as they call it in the game, to allow it to happen. And that's what happened last night with uh, Manchester. He allowed it to happen. So he's concentrating on the left back doing this and left. They're complicated things that, are, that don't even make sense, in my opinion. And And... and like some managers do it, like I think Pep is doing it now, looking for something in the game that's not there, mm. Nathan. You know, it is a complicated game, but what you do as a manager, one of these great managers, they simplify it as much as you possibly can. I think I, I think Pep is complicating it more than uh, more, rather than simplifying it. I think he's complicated. And the thing is, he's done so well. He got some great players. Obviously, has some great players, and he's got some good, great ideas about the game. But you, you can't beat the best basics. Mm. Defend when you have to, and attack when you can. So that's that's, that's it. That's my, that's my that's my take on the game. And for 
if it, if it makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how it develops then. And listen, Manchester City could end up winning the league and the Champions League and it's their greatest ever season uh, and they have the talent to go and do it. But yeah. last Thursday night, you were reflecting on the Arsenal-Manchester City game and the Manchester City performance that night and then they followed it up with the defeat and Arsenal found themselves on Saturday morning in a bit of trouble against Aston Villa but yes. showed a lot of spirit, showed a lot of quality as well uh, with the way they kept their composure and kept trying to do the right thing. Yes. I, I, is that the sort of performance uh, as much as a, a victory against one of the other contenders uh, that would, would give you some faith that Arsenal can actually go and win the league this year? Yes. Um, they didn't play so well against Manchester City. Manchester City played well. Things went for them on the day, and they deserved, they deserved to win it. Um, but when you, you have the next match, which is against Villa, as we saw, and you go behind Nathan, it's very, very, very easy to panic. Mm. And, and panicking usually is boot the ball into the penalty area instead of getting it down, getting playing, getting doing it. The things that you should be doing. And that was very, very impressive against uh, uh, Villa. There's no doubt about that. They could have easily gone to bits, but they didn't. They kept uh, playing the ball, playing as if you're winning, uh, keeping, the, keeping the patience. And it was very, very impressive in the, over the 90 minutes, Nathan. Now, funny enough, I'm, I'm just going back a little bit. One of the goals they scored, I think it was Shusensko scored it, from a short corner by Arsenal, Against mm. Villa, yeah. If you look back on it, right. So Emery is is his new manager in Alta Villa, but he's a very experienced manager, and that should not happen. Now I keep going on about it, but these are things that you can plan before you go out on the pitch. This didn't happen. Arsenal were good. Arsenal took advantage of it. They got two out, got it across, scored from it. It shouldn't happen from Villa's point of view, but from Arsenal's point of view, it was impressive. They were, they were a long way, they were, they were goal down, it was goal, but they kept playing it, playing it, playing it, and it came their way in the end. But it went to the last minute, didn't it? Or the overtime, yep. Nathan. You know? And there's, going back to see to, to Villa, the reason they, they got the third goal was from a corner kick, and the goalkeeper came out, didn't he? The Villa keeper came yeah, out. And they caught them on the counter-attack. And they caught them on the counter-attack. Now, Emery apparently said afterwards, I don't want them to do that, the goalkeeper to do that. Right? Now, my argument, well, why didn't you tell him that? Hmm. Why doesn't he know that? You know what I mean? He's, these are things that happen off the pitch. Do you know what I mean, Nathan? You can say to the goalkeeper, and, and what you have to try and do as manager is try and legislate for things that might happen. You know, that, that happened and the goalkeeper went out and made, they made a mistake. Now, he's saying afterwards, I didn't want them to do that. Right? But he should have told them. As soon as you come in, there's certain things you can tell the players. Uh, in my opinion... Uh, without uh, without ever, without playing, even. Nud was from the goalkeeper. That's a no-go. If you've got a goalkeeper uh, in that situation, I don't want you running out. I want you to stay in the goal. He didn't tell him that. Now, he might tell him now, but it's, 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 it's one too late. If he does tell him, you know... I'm rabbiting on about no, the, no, no, the, the, manager, think, the manager situation. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I there's certain things saying, that yeah. you talk about management. And he said, well... You know, somebody said to me one time about football, it's common sense. Yeah. And somebody says, yeah, but the, pr- the problem with common sense is not so common. I, I, d- I did want to ask you about um, a game I'm sure you were keeping a close eye on last weekend, which was Everton against Leeds uh, from both perspectives. Uh, Seamus Coleman, match winner. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you're going to say he meant it. I believe he did. 
Nathan. He said himself he did, and I don't shame as this type of lad that would say that if he didn't mean it. You know? Yeah. Like, he actually, and when, when, I, when I saw in the paper, but he, 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 he gave the reason why he, he could say he meant it. There was something in his head when he was going forward, he couldn't see anybody or whatever it was. He said, and that's what I decided to do. I don't think Seamus Coleman would, would, would tell a fib on anything. <laughs> ever, ever. Ever. Yeah. So he's too honest, and that's what made him such a great player. Uh, but what a win for, for Everton. He yeah. leads... Leeds are in big Leeds are in big trouble. There's no doubt. I don't, yeah. I don't think they had any. I don't think they had the shot and goal or whatever it was against Everton. You just, know, ju- just on Coleman. Just before we get on to Leeds, then, yeah. and like you know, as, as a great player, and look, he's come into a to- to the Ireland team at a, a time where it's you know been a struggle a lot over the last decade, and mm. he's been in an Everton team that have struggled a lot and have gone through probably half a dozen managers, if not more, since mm. he got there. Like you still see that fight in him. He's the game's over. He's scrapping away still with Nanto after the yeah. game. Uh, like he may not have the medals, but there is still a greatness in what he's done. Oh yeah, he can't. He, he couldn't have done any more than he's done for Everton. He's just one of those characters, uh, Nathan, that naturally does the right things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He, 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 there wouldn't be a bad bone in his body, or, or a devious bone in his body. As far as football is, I don't know him as a lad. I met him once; he's a lovely lad. But on, as a footballer, he wouldn't have a bad bone in his body. In what? He needed to do for the team. He knew nothing about himself, and that's why I'd, I'd, there's a lot of players I wouldn't believe scored a goal like that. Hmm. But I'd believe that every time from him. I don't think he, I don't think he'd know how to do anything else. You see him on the pitch when he's going for the ball. He, he, he goes, you know, honestly for the ball when he goes on the all, all the things he does. He does for the benefit of the team. Uh, Seamus Coleman. I've never seen him shirk anything. I've never seen him disappear out of the way when things were bad. I actually see the very opposite. Now he's one of those lads, as a, as a fellow player, you'd want you'd want him there all the time. Yeah. Right? Trust him. You, can tr- you could trust him. And has the ability. There's an honesty about uh, Seamus Coleman that some players you don't see. A lot of players you don't see. You mentioned Leeds then uh, they're most certainly in a spot of other they are second from bottom uh, just 19 points from 23 games they do have a new manager Javi Grazia who's one of the few managers that Watford have had in recent years that's uh, maybe come away with his reputation enhanced they've got a massive couple of games coming up at home against Southampton on Saturday uh, an FA Cup game then away at Fulham and then they go to Chelsea who they convincingly beat earlier in the season mm. The more you watch Leeds, and I know you felt for a period maybe Jesse Marsh was, was starting to turn it around, the more you watch them, do you think there is the quality compared to the six, seven teams that are down yeah. there to stay up? Yeah, I, I still think with the teams that's involved in that, that relegation fight, they'll do it. Just about. I think there's, I think there's a, 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 an honesty about them in many ways and, and, and enough good players uh, to get them to get them out of it, just about, mm. just about. I don't think the, 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 the Jesse Marsh situation of leaving has been a bad thing for him. I mean, I, I, I would have, uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't be, I never was a fan of Jesse Marsh's anyway. Uh, but I think that, that looking at Leeds and some of the things they do, they, they do, do a lot of good things better than the teams around them, Nathan. They still have to do it. But if I, if I was putting money on one of the teams, just about just getting getting avoiding it, 
I think it would be Leeds. All right. Uh, John, we're out of time for tonight. We do want to talk Manchester United uh, next week because they've got Barcelona kicking off in uh, a few minutes' time and then they've got the Carabao Cup against Newcastle. So we might spend a bit of time on, uh, on United next Thursday night. But great stuff as always. Definitely. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch every UEFA Champions League and Europa League match live on BT Sport this season This is News Talk